a chance So say goodbye to everything you ever knew before And I'd understand if you went running out the door And I'll keep you safe And no harm will ever come to you, I swear And I'd kill if they even dare Leonardo's boot. How are you doing? Oh my God, where have you been? Well, you know, on a on a walkabout. <laughs> you know, I, I do that. Did you get from stuck in a roundabout? Those things piss me off. You they, just they keep, do. You're like, look, kids, there's Big Ben. You know, you get caught in the wrong lane, and you you're just fucked. circles, oh. circles. Hi. Welcome to Michigan Murders and Music, where we discuss murders in our gorgeous state. And top it off with a little homegrown music and leaving you with a happy ending and on a good note. Great notes. We've sown so many good notes lately. Sowing notes. Yes. We pre-gamed. We did. We we decided to do it to Taylor Hawkins yeah. singing his actual last performance. And, um, of course, I cry because... I do that. Yeah. And so if you guys want to see our pregame, you can go to our YouTube channel. There'll be bits of it on the socials. Cool. Can you do your warning before I introduce our new peeps? Your Highness, I, I need to do this because in the I've worst already way. ruined yeah, it. Yeah, you already said that. I F already word. did. I, I heard hope you your say kids it. weren't listening, you guys. So Get them away. If your child gets to their home in the back of a Uber, a Uber? An Uber? Is that from like an Uber from the UP? Yeah, it's a it's Uber. It's a Uber. <laughs> and then he starts screaming, I don't know where I am. And he refuses to get out of the car. Till the dri- driver finally says, get the fuck out of my car, you little fuck. I, I have more feel, customers and you're like- being a little bitch. <laughs> and then the, and then your kid just calmly gets out of the car. You know, that. That's that's a good if thing. If your kid acts like but, that, yeah, don't let him listen to us. Because we not are on us. We're definitely influencing him. So we witnessed something similar to that. You need to stop letting that child listen to us. It's Absolutely. not okay. I swear, I'm vulgar. The review even says I'm vulgar. Gave me one star. I don't even know how you put up with me. Your Highness, do we have new listeners? We do. Let's hear. Oh about my it. gosh! Guess what? Anthony Glover from Buffalo, New York. Not oh. only is he a new listener, but he's a proud card-carrying member of some of our stickers. Nice. Because he requested them, and we sent them to him for free. That's as easy as it gets. I you, also you request them, you get them. have Benji E., Spencer Britt, Savannah Lee, 87, and Nate Squishy, 83. S- squishy, really? Yeah. There's a lot more of you that have started following us on all three places, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. So we appreciate you. If you want a free sticker, send us a shout out. And by the way, we'd like to keep our podcast commercial free and independent. So if you're feeling a little tipsy, check out our website. There is a tipsy jar. You can get really drunk before you you do it. (laughs) You can donate. People tend to tip more. And, and it's great. It helps us tremendously. We talked about this the other day. We have gear, I, we have expenses that... They really are expensive. Yeah. And I don't want commercials Mm-mm. in this. They're annoying. 
Oh, we also have merch. We do. You can go to our website and you can find our merch. You can buy it, anything it, you want. There's a bunch of cool stuff on there. Yeah. Do us a favor and share us with a friend and follow us on all of the platforms, Facebook, Instagram, wherever. All of the places. Email, you can email your highness, her highness. I, yeah, Boot doesn't do much of the, I read them to him. Yeah. But yeah. he doesn't reply. I do the replying. Yeah. Who are we featuring as a happy ending and a great note this week? We're featuring a band called Harry Queen. Dude. We saw him last One weekend. One of my new favorite hoodies now, because it's, <laughs> It's Come so on. funny. It's so wrong. It, it is. Queen. And when you wear it, you get, nobody dares to say anything to you, but you get looks. And it's entertaining. <laughs> it's like, as really? Is say Harry Queen? Yeah. They're like, it's Harry Queen. Yeah, it's Harry Queen. Okay, boo. Mm? You know, is this the first time? What? That we've gone to the Uper? Oh, uh, you know, is it? I think it might be. I don't know, but now we're no, going to the Manistique. No, we did it with an oldie story. I thought so, That's too. O-L-D-E. With an E. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've been up there for an old story, but this one uh, actually took place... In Manistique. Actually, in the era of the 2000s. It's the southern tip of northern Michigan. <laughs> I love fucking with people. Let me start Where are you from? this. I'm from the southern part of lower Michigan. Hold on, hold on. Wait hold a on. minute. I'm from hold the... On. Wait. I'm from the western part of the lower part of Michigan. Yeah. People are like, what the fuck are you talking about? What do you about? mean? Yeah, yeah, that's why we like to fuck you. mean with like you. lower Michigan? You also, to... Boot knew about this town. I didn't. When I was checking around this area on the Google Maps, I found a town called Dick. Yeah, Dick. A Somebody friend of mine camps there. named a town in the UP. Called Dick. Yep. Dick. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to Michigan. You know Jeez, that's, that's part of our state. We have a beaver. Oh yeah. We have a <laughs> and areola. And people go there. Yeah. Oh my God! All right, Boo. All right, now we're gonna get to the meat and potatoes. Here we go. Kenneth Brunk, MDOC nine seven zero. One zero five. He is currently residing in the Muskegon County Correction Facility, which is right straight across the road from us. Not very far. It kind of is. Yeah. Also, Gary Cordell, Michigan Department. Gary. Do you think it's Jerry G spelled with? No, it's G. It's. But he's got two R's. Gary, I don't know. Gary. 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 Oh. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know what his parents were thinking. You. He resides in the Saginaw <laughs> Correctional Facility. His Michigan Department of Corrections number is 371416. And last but not leastly, we have Marietta Carlson. MDOC number 8675309. That that cannot be real. It, it's true. Just read who the can, story. Marietta, who can I turn to? <laughs> oh my God, you're the one singing today. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a while. Cheers. It has. Everything feels weird Welcome in here. Back. We're in a new home. We are. The gear is the same. The desk is different. The chair. I'm sitting on a pillow. Yeah, because you're a little shorty. It's not for my hemorrhoidal issue either. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. <laughs> you weirdo. 
we're going up to Manistique in the UP. You're an ass. Manistique is a, a beautiful area in the northern. It's up in the UP. It's in the UP. Everything up there is gorgeous. It actually, okay, well, first it was originally called Monastique because the river that comes out of Lake Michigan was Monastique. But then somebody fucked up a clerical error and they typed A instead of O and it became Manistique. You know, a lot of a lot of people's names happened. That's changed the that way. only reason yeah, their name Ellis changed because somebody fucked up. Yeah. Kenneth moved to Manistique from Illinois in 2011. At that point, he had been divorced, and Kenneth had a history of depression with uh, not only suicidal thoughts but threats. Right. Uh, yeah. It sounds like he was a bit of a treat. He he's been known to be a loner. I mean, those, that's what his friends, or maybe he didn't have friends if he was a loner. At the age of 46, he lived alone in a large tri-level home. (laughs) This part cracked me up. On a rural road called Kendall Road. You guys, it's in the UP. Damn near all the roads are rural. Mm -hmm. Kenneth worked as a seasonal employee for the Schoolcraft Road Commission. Which means... (laughs) I don't know. He either worked in the summer or he worked in the winter. Snow plowing. I, we I don't snow know. Plowing, yeah. But he didn't make enough money doing seasonal shit, Boot. So what else do you do when you're bored? And well, you up live there you the start UP? selling cocaine and meth and all kinds Fuck of yes, whatever you, you can. Do. Yeah, you figure it out. Mm. That's entrepreneurial. That's shit. like uh, Alaska is fucking nuts for like alcoholism. Oh, because they're. There's nothing else to do. You just drink and do drugs. It's magical up there. It's great. We I, should go. I could not Let's, imagine just living kidding. up there. Hell no. It's gorgeous up there. Couldn't live nope. up there. Mm-mm. So Kenneth was known to have a buttload of guns. Wait, is that a, a metric buttload? Or it is. It, it sounds a little typical northern Michigan. I mean, okay. I mean Michigan. I mean, Merca. A buttload of guns. Merca! Guns! During the investigation, one of the people who would end up becoming a witness said, I know what kind of guy this is. I know he's got a lot of guns in his house. When you go over there, you should make sure your bases are covered. Boop. What? Oh, my bases. I, you better go fucking cover your bases. I've got. You got a few I've, of base eye. I've got you a few. I'll go cover them. Go up. throw sheets over them. Um, you trash think sheets bags? will do? She, anything. I, uh, just cover them. Just whack off on them. Nobody will notice. Dude, I do that every day. Jesus. Uh, no every one, no day. No wonder you won't sell the fucking five strings. That fifth oh. string is what. Oh, my God. Yep. So, Kenneth, he's selling. Drugs to people from the area up there. The area basically means from you know Charlevoix North. People will drive. It's like to, nine thousand square miles to get their shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. And there's only so many towns and only so many roads. But there's a lot of bars and a few gas stations. Well, you know, if you need fuel, you need fuel. That's what I mean. 
He also employed his neighbor, Gary Cordell, 46-year-old ex-con and addict. And we described him earlier as, you know, a prisoner who is currently We did. Time. And, uh, okay, get you don't have a lot of choice of people to move your stuff up there. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pick my right-hand man as, oh, maybe I would. I, yeah. oh, I guess yeah, I'm you not a, a good, bad guy, am I? Oh, I was like, Mm-mm. why would I want an ex-con and an addict to work for me? Wait, we're doing... Never mind. Yeah, you get it now. Yeah. That's I why they do this. I want to be a drug dealer. Oof. At some point, Kenneth heard about a local young woman whom he heard was an addict. Which oh, means easily manipulated. Money. Yeah. And he wanted to meet her. No, oh, of course And he did. I don't know if it's because he heard that she was pretty... She is gorgeous. Well, how many teeth did she have? Or, I don't know. Okay. We won't judge anybody by the amount of their teeth they've had. Or if she was an addict. I feel like he was like, I heard she's hot and she loves drugs. Heather Aldrich was a 25-year-old young lady who had been fighting drug addiction for 10 years at this point and living in a small nearby town called... say that again. Sorry. Did you bang your mic? Yeah. Oh, I banged it so hard. No, Wipe it off. Keep going. Heather Aldrich was a 25-year-old young lady who had been fighting drug addiction for 10 years at this point and living in a small nearby, yeah. nearby town called Ger- Germfask. Yeah, that is not... Germfask. Not a typo. Yeah. See? It's right south of Dick. Oh. Get it? Okay, so... It really is. You have dick, and then you have germ fast that's you know, below I'm your dick. I'm a little dick. creeped out. I think somebody so you looked had up, some things going on. I see on. here. You looked up germ fast. Right now, they have a hotel called Jolly Inn. Dude, Are you kidding me? Dude, I'm not even fucking with you. They also have... They have a, a little... You know it's not a hotel. What? You said hotel. You yeah. know what the fuck it is. It's like a... Oh, it's a motel. Oh, yeah. no my tell, God. motel. And it's literally called the Jolly Inn. You know what? When I, do you I, see I kinda, that? I I've never wanna, seen that. Kind of want to go no, there. No, no. We've yeah. stayed at some skanky places. Yeah, we, are we have. Not staying oh, there. Oh, my God. Mm-mm. Skanky mm. is Mm-mm. an understatement for some of the places Dude, we And you know what? <laughs> not only do they have the Jolly Hotel. They have a fucking music store, and this guy, I did go to his website. Oh, the Rough Cut Music. It's yep. like... Out, Man's Rough Cut Music. It's like it, it's like a business in the front of his house, but mm. he has some really cool vintage stuff, so... Okay. I encourage the musicians who listen to us to go check out Guitar Man's Rough Cut R-U-F-F cut music because i'm not shitting you he had some cool stuff on his website I bet he does. yeah and he lives in the middle of fucking nowhere they also have a church well, a course. liquor store and a few kayak rental places you know everywhere you go up north yep. there's kayak rental places yeah. everywhere it's great it's fucking great so heather aldrich had five children five she was only what did we say she was 25 uh, oh, what am I can't judge. Yeah, yeah, 25 right. years old. I'm all shut right up. Her normal drugs of choice were heroin 
alcohol oh, and yeah. marijuana. You know, just kind of normal. I mean, if you knock out that first one, <laughs> the other two aren't too shabby. I'm not going to fuck around with heroin well, so much. Well, here it seems that in spring she was hooked on cocaine and morphine. I kind of feel like it was it's probably not, not getting any better. supply and demand. Okay. Do no you way. maybe feel like there wasn't as much heroin available? So she, she got morphine and coke. Was like, okay. oh, but there's coke and morphine available. She really? does not seem like a problem child to me. She didn't marijuana. Just a perfect... Perfect it's a normal young lady. Drug boot. Just uh if, wholesome. Oh my god, you've smoked marijuana. Now you're gonna become a cokehead and a heroin addict. Well it's a gateway drug. It is. Yeah, we know about it. I know. Now you're yeah, you're gonna be yeah. booting up next thing. Excuse ah. me. Oh my god. You leave my heritage out of this. You know, I can do whatever I want. Send us cocaine. I kid. So she knew who had plenty of cocaine and morphine. That was Kenneth. Fuck he, yeah. He it's did. a small area. Everybody Ken- knows everybody. Kenneth had the drugs. Kenneth and Kenneth's employee and neighbor slash drug addict and ex-con Gary actually knew Heather. Of course he did. So he agreed to introduce. This is great. The two of them. This is awesome. Heather was living in her car and looking for her next fix. I'm, you know, you you know what? uh, If I could live in my car, and if I could find a chick like that, I'd I'd be so happy. You would. Oh, finding some desperate chick living in her car, (laughs) looking for drugs. That that would be. Oh my god. Yeah, boy, bend over. She could often be found <laughs> at any cheap motel that we're a around A cheap motel. Town. Yeah, the cheap would, motel. The jolly but motherfucking But she was, she was trading sex for money. I don't I, You know, what What does that mean? A prostitute? We don't call them that no. anymore. It's just what it is. She just needed money. A healthy young lady working if for just, just I was trying to make young, the ends I would meet. probably charge for sex. Yeah, well, you're you're not young, and uh, <laughs> nobody wants to. You know, you're gonna have to pay them me. for it now. <laughs> you're a fucking fuck. <laughs> Despite the fact that she did have a mother who cared for her very, very much. Every time that Heather went home, she couldn't kick her addiction. Her mom would help, and her mom said that uh, she would just come home and sleep a lot, and then she would disappear again. As it turns out, Boot, mm-hmm. she got started on the habit of heroin in the town of Newberry. Oh, Newberry. Yeah. In her teens when her boyfriend of the time was wait, like, wait, sweet wait. enough you, to, you gotta stop for a second. to introduce her to the needle. We went to Newberry. Okay. One time. One time. It was because we could not find a paper map and the only place near... Tequamanon Falls was Newberry, which was like an hour and a half drive you guys, from Tequamanon Falls to Newberry. Don't go to the UP without a paper map because there's Absolutely. literally no cell phone. Also, my mom's entire family is from Newberry and Charlevoix. Why didn't you tell so me this before? I, I, have, I totally would have. I, 
you know, I would have made different life directions. Too much of that. I, no, I, I, I would have changed. Mm-mm. What are you? What are no. you making gay statements now? Talking about my beer? No, I have a rainbow flag in my front yard. With so the anyway, fun. one day we went to Newberry, and I had to poop so bad. Oh, I and there was a grocery store there, and they told me where the bathroom was. I had to walk through their break room, <laughs> up some stairs. <laughs> And nobody and I, in Grand Rapids would let you do this. Right, right. By the way. And I, and I I took a crap there and there was a sign there that says please put your toilet paper in the trash can. <laughs> so <laughs> apparently plumbing is an issue up there with septic tanks and things like that. So I wiped my bottom and put my toilet paper in the trash can. Uh brown side up. Big debts because I was just that's thinking, what if you've got one of those like multi wipers? Okay, move on. Oh, so that's Newberry, you guys. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, our... that, that was our experience of Newberry. Yeah, oh, wait, one more. Oh, no, so when we bought the map from the store across the street because we couldn't, we couldn't buy them at the grocery store where I crapped. So the, the lady told me what the dollar amount was and I pulled cash out of my pocket and she didn't ring it up. She just opened the drawer and gave me cash, gave me cash back. <laughs> it was like, oh my, you got to be kidding me. I thought I was bad at math. It was bad. Oh, I can't breathe right now. I really can't. <sighs> okay. After we learned that, you know, Heather could be found at the jelly, jelly golly good times motel in southern northern michigan we know she had a mom took very good care of her Mm -hmm. and her boyfriend from her teens got her hooked on the needle very nice of you fuck face i hope you happen to be in a grave dead of a heroin overdose kenneth you know the drug dealer the the he didn't even have meth he had morphine how do you get morphine I don't know. Did he might have had a friend at the hospital or is something? Fucking the bomb! I would buy morphine from a bitch. So Kenneth, he's like totally smitten with Heather, right? Like he's mm. just already like I've already liked her before I even knew her, and now I really like her. She was living in a car, so now she'd stay at his house because. Well, it was a warm home, and he gave her all the free cocaine mm. and morphine. She would also disappear for days at a time, and then just show back up asking for more drugs. Yeah. Eventually, like, he got tired of that. Like, cocaine you think? is not cheap. Excuse me, ma'am. That eight ball cost a few bucks. Ooh, that was a... Thank you. That was a long squeaker. I had to pull your finger for a minute. Yeah. Not, I mean, thanks for second. not letting go. I wouldn't until it's done. I love you. I love you. And it you. smells funny in here. Kenneth was getting tired of this and not having the actual relationship that he desired in return. He wasn't getting. She fucked. was being a hoe. She was taking his cocaine and she oh, was yeah. leaving. At the same time, Gary. Kenneth's pal, his buddy, his seller. Gary actually referred to Kenneth as my dude. Oh. Yeah. He was getting frustrated with Kenneth letting Heather take free drugs and stay there whenever she wanted. Well, I understand that. 
Well, because Gary was used to hanging out there all the time, mm-hmm. and now here she comes all fucking up everything. Despite Gary's warnings, Kenneth and Heather did start becoming an item and started seeing each other more and more often. Obviously, Gary did not care for the two being together. He would frequently show Kenneth posts that were on Heather's, you know, like her Her Facebook. Facebook. And I'm assuming it was to rile him up and show him that Heather is not worth his time. Yeah, because worked. Gary showed Kenneth a new post by Heather announcing that she was involved with another man. Oh, he must have had a like a really big stash of drugs. Maybe I don't care about how big his pee pee was. No, it yeah, was probably she, a tuna can, and she mm, was like, "Whatever, tuna can, give me the like drugs." A chode? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> chode. He saw that on Facebook, and he was fucking madder than fuck. Gary told police. <laughs> you read that so dramatically. <laughs> I understand. The relationship did not improve, and Kenneth's jealousy only became more and more of a, a ginormous monster. Ginormous. Gi- did you, you wrote ginormous. That, why would you say? Because I know it irritates you. It's oh. like, mm, And you forced word. me to read it. Yeah. Well, you did, didn't you? I did. <laughs> With a smile on my face. (laughs) Heather would later tell a friend that one day in early April, she came home and found Kenneth with a handgun to his motherfucking head. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And then then he pointed it at her and she just left the room. Oh, my God. She was like, like, I'm okay. Whatever, Kenneth. Uh And your fucking gun. I'm just going to walk out. Even though there were. Obvious red flags. This relationship started out on drugs, so, you know, things can't get much better than this. sex, drugs, and no rock and roll, because you're in the UP. There's no mention of rock and roll. No, because they're in the UP. There's fucking nothing. And she liked the drugs, so so she just stuck around. She just... She stayed. Yeah. On April 14, 2015, Kenneth gave Heather a copious amount of cocaine you mean a boatload a fuck ton i don't know if it was an eight ball if it was more than an eight ball i couldn't find the measurements well if it was copious it had to have been a it actually said a large amount i said copious if i mean if you give me any cocaine that's a copious amount to me because it's free so yeah i don't know never try it heather drove to River Road with a male friend to share that little bit of cocaine. White lines blow away. Okay, I feel like River. Wh- okay, River Road comes up a few times. Uh-huh. It sounds like one of those places that we find every summer. Oh God! Remember yeah. the place out with the two tunnels in the river? There's, there's yeah, river. We roads always everywhere. find a place every summer, but it's always a different place every summer. We don't mm-hmm. go. Like a dumbass to the same exact place every time. Not it's like dumbasses. You've got a million places, a million two tracks to go on. As they started shooting up, they're shooting up Coke? They, is that I don't a thing? know. That's, I don't know. Yeah, it is. Okay. You can shoot it, you can smoke it, and you can that. snort it. So Kenneth happened Snorting to drive the best by a Schoolcraft Road Commission truck. And the dude glared at them. Yeah. 
So Kenneth knew mm. that she hung out there, and he was like, bitch, you took my cocaine, and I'm driving by you, and you guys are partying in the backwoods with my free cocaine with another boy. Mm. Not mm. happy about it, he wasn't. Mm-hmm. That was his little piece of, piece uh, of tang. Uh, uh. Heather's friend would later tell police he was sure Kenneth had seen what they had been doing, even if he hadn't seen them. Like I just said, he had just given him a fuck ton of cocaine, so I'm sure he could figure it out. Mm-hmm. The very next day, April 15th, that's tax day. Mm. Mm. Heather went to Kenneth's house, and while he was working, ooh, she found a PVC pipe laying just under some pine trees, barely hidden, with cocaine in it, and she took it. It was a We've plant. We've got big balls. Yeah. She's got big balls. She took someone's plant. Who's got the biggest That's balls of them all? Pretty crazy. Firstly, if you're going to hide your cocaine in a PVC pipe, bury that bitch like a, at least six inches, a good foot. If it rains, mm. shit's going to wash away. Yep. It's Michigan. This time she took two friends with her. <gasps> Maybe it was a setup. To that solitary place on River Road. Yeah, so the very next day, she steals his Coke Mm -hmm. and goes back to the same place Mm -hmm. where he had seen her the day before and stank-eyed her. People are stupid. I I mean, there are drugs involved. Oh, okay, here we go. She does die. I don't want to dog her, but... Dude, you just stole cocaine from the guy that... Saw you in that place the day before. Just maybe go somewhere else, like the Kmart parking lot. Here we go. It wasn't long, and Heather received a text from Kenneth stating there was morphine for her on his desk and to come get it. Hmm. To her friends, this sounded a little bit shady. It sounds shady to me. Yeah, especially because they just stole some coke. Yeah. Hello. I think Heather would have fallen for it, but her friends kind of said, eh, 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 eh. So she didn't fall for the bait. Paranoid from the cocaine and coming down from what sounds like quite a binge, she drove to a nearby casino, Kawadin Inn in Manistique. Did you just say Kawadin? Yeah. Have you not heard the millions of fucking com- commercials ca- for that, that casino? Commercials? It's Kiwadin. It's Kiwadin oh. commercial. Oh, my God. You really... He doesn't listen. I thought he just didn't listen to me, but I think he just doesn't listen. <laughs> I just really think he doesn't listen to anything. So, anyway, that they went to the Kiwaden in... Well, in, she did. ...in Manistique. That pronounced it wrong, purposely, just to get... Oh, whatever. You goat. lie. I hope that light burns your hair. It's the Kiwaden. <laughs> That's how they pronounce it. I don't like you anymore. That's when she called her sister and boyfriend. Oh my God. Don't call your sister. Most likely freaking out. I know. They all went up to meet at mom's house and here we go again. Germ Fask. They went to Germ Fask. Oh my God. It sounds like a festival. Let's go to Germ Fask this year. Dude. Wait, it's not pronounced Germ Fask. It's pronounced. German Fosk. German Fosk. German Fosk. Oh, it's definitely a German town. <laughs> German Fosk. German Fosk. Heather told her family about stealing Kent's drugs. 
Mom suggested giving the drugs back. Mom, of course mom did. Uh, Can't you just give them back? Yeah, mom, I yep. kind of yeah, I kinda used most of them. it already or shot it. I don't know. I don't have the fucking drugs, mom. Yeah. I did the cocaine. So they ultimately did nothing and, and just let it go for that night. Uh, I feel like it's going to go sideways. Oh, you know it. I've Firstly, I'm really sad to say this, but I do know what it feels like to come down from maybe a two or three day cocaine binge. I'm not proud of it. But I know what it feels like. And now she's coming down from a cocaine binge, which half of the cocaine she stole. Uh, Oh, even worse. April 16th, day three. Heather hitches a ride with her sister and boyfriend back to Kenneth's house. Why? Uh, She's going there to get the morphine off his desk. Because she was out of cocaine. (laughs) Oh, and why? Why? Her sister and her brother just agree to take her there. Just get rid of her. Just drop her off. Go. Get. Get. You'll be free for a few days until she she can find her way back to them. Honestly, sometimes you just can't win with an addict. You can. Or even someone who's fighting suicide. You try. Oh, you try so hard. You just can't fucking win. And, And you feel like an asshole when you take that. That attitude, that yeah, mindset. I know. But you know well, what? I, I've tried. I understand. We'll not go there. Okay. Just before Heather left her mom's home, she posted lyrics by this girl's name is Chantel. I don't think she's like a major singer, but from what I could tell, but um, on her Facebook, she posted these lyrics and they read The needle in my arm, the thoughts in my head. What's the matter anyway? By morning, I'll be dead. And it goes on. It's like a rappy song. And so, I mean, it's kind of... It's pretty dark. It's kind of sad. On the fourth day of this particular drug binge, April 17th, a horrible discovery was made by a small family that was out for a drive on River Road. You know how it is. We love to go for drives, and we don't even live up there. So being up there, that's all we did was drive, just to see the beautiful uh, sights. Sadly, this family that was out for a walk discovered an SUV that was parked in the middle of the road. They had the horror of seeing two badly burned bodies. The dad then immediately called 911. I... I... Can't fathom. Mm-mm. Detectives actually found three bodies in the burned out vehicle. Oof. The two were in the back seat and there was one person in the very back cargo oh. area. The fire had been big, really big. Huge. Huge. In fact, so hot it melted the tires off. Apparently that's not normal. No. It takes a lot to melt rubber. Well, if, if the fire comes from above, yeah, it won't reach the tires. So it's hmm. a, a per, a, apparently some I just kind of always assume additional fuel had been used perhaps underneath and around the vehicle. I just always kind of assume that if a vehicle caught on fire, the rubber tires would melt. It can. Well, it did in this case. There it is. Unfortunately, the responding officers had to see... 
the blackened bodies that were still warm and freaking smoking. Stink. And they probably have nightmares to this day. Uh, you know, I can't imagine that. You know? Officers up north, I love you. Oh, my God. We had the best experiences with we you really cops. We did. They're way better than Grand Rapids oh, cops. It was, it was great. Anyways. Thank you, guys. The we victims were identified as Heather, Heather's sister, and her sister's boyfriend. The medical examiner could not determine the cause of death due to the grisly conditions of their bodies. Heather's sister, Carrie, had two boys. As we know, Heather had five children, plus all of their family that would forever be without these humans, all due to jealousy and greed. It's Kenneth's own fault that he was giving her the drugs. Didn't he expect something? Like You know, you got to expect that. You know, come on. And then he gets mad. Okay, the investigation began and police started asking their questions all around town, which, as we've told you, isn't that a big. small town. Before Everybody you know it. Everybody knows everything. Yep, before you know it, a witness told police that she had been with Gary when he threw items belonging to Heather into the, Mar- the um, excuse me, into the Manistique River. Gary and his loving girlfriend, Marietta Carlson, 27, also happened to be an addict, were arrested a few days later. Both gave detailed confessions admitting to killing three victims, then snitching on Kenneth, saying he took part in the strangulation and smothering of the victims at his house. Snitches get stitches, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know... And, and bitches say anything, <laughs> anything to get themselves out of jail. I mean. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, just mm-hmm. took a hit. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. While Gary and Marietta were being arrested and questioned, Kenneth got out of Dodge. He scooted. He hit the can road, you, Can you blame Jack? him? I mean, I would, Not too. Back, no more, no he more, took no off to... More. Oh, Illinois. Road. Kenneth, don't he, you come He went back to Illinois of all places. It's what? Illinois. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what? where he was from. While he was in Illinois, <laughs> as you say. The, I just put two and two together. That's died. where he was from. He, hey, man, I get high. Don't judge me. Yeah, but he was smart enough to change the tires on his car so that they couldn't mm. match his tires to the tread marks up there. That motherfucker must have watched some forensic files for sure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You change your tires, wear gloves, you scratch out any VIN numbers, change your shoes because your shoes. Oh, your shoes. Shoe tracks. Start wearing larger shoes, Good whatever. Good Lord. Or smaller ones. He's. Uh, when, it, when it comes down to exactly what happened, there were conflicting stories. Uh, Come the, on, it's yeah, three everyone's trying drug to cover their, addicts, exactly. and they're all trying to cover their yeah. own oh. fucking coked up noses. They're all guilty for some as fucking sin. Yeah, Jesus Christ, all Friday. First, first, oh hey, Yo, you got it there. Girl. Thanks, boot. Mm. First, you know what I need. Do you have loafers on? Yeah, they're very light. Those are slides. Yeah, Give slides are. on. Don't lie to our people. First, let's say they did not all agree that Kenneth sent Heather that text about the free morphine on his desk. What? 
we're just saying that he oh, they didn't, did. Yeah, they all agreed. Basically, they think he was setting her up. And, and yeah, I would. After that, you know, everyone goes on a different two track and shit goes crazy. <clears throat> two, literally two tracks. Yeah. And don't send there. Flatlanders up there either. Oh, no. Doug Marietta first stated that Kenneth had strangled Heather in her bedroom while she held Heather's legs down. Marietta did that. Yeah. Oh. But Kenneth strangled her while Marietta was holding her legs down. That, that's a team effort. Later, her story changed, and she said it was actually Gary who choked Heather out, and it was under Kenneth's orders. Oh, he's uh, like some sort of kingpin up there yeah, or something. Yeah, well, I mean, he's the drug lord. Oh. And she stated it was because uh, Heather had stole his drugs, and he was pissed about that. Facebook post about having a new man in his life. Oh, and, and Kenneth life. couldn't do that himself. No, uh-uh. Mm, okay. Yeah, but there's different stories. Marietta. Depending on who you talk to. Stated that while Gary, with two R's, was taking care of Heather. Kenneth was in the basement with the other two victims who were tied up in order to kill them. Yeah, I remember Heather's sister and her sister's boyfriend were in the basement. Yep. Gary's story went like this. Gary told police that Kenneth talked to him all about how he killed the two in the basement. Yeah. Did that make sense? To me it did, because I'm okay, reading it. cool. Gary said that Kenneth bragged that he estranged Gary <laughs> while she was... <laughs> yes. When she was tied up to a pole. Oh, my God. And then it only took two minutes. I'm sorry, Carrie. <laughs> Not laughing at you. Okay. Just laughing um, about... Okay, number 78. Typo. Gary said that Kenneth bragged that he strangled Carrie while she was tied up to a pole, and that only took him two minutes. And apparently he estranged her right then. You shush. Upon his arrest in Illinois and his first statements during questioning, he didn't say much. Very smart guy. Yeah. Don't say a fucking word to the cops. Nothing. Even if you're innocent, don't mm. say a fucking word mm. to the cops. Mm -hmm. Get your lawyer. Mm -hmm. Not one word. Helped one of my buddies when I was in the Not army. Not one fucking yep. word. Say, Just don't excuse say a word. me, sir. I would like my lawyer. Lean back and cross your arms. Before asking for a lawyer, Kenneth did law advice by your highness admit. Yes, you you are you are mm. the law. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the go to girl. Yeah, I know this. So before asking for a lawyer, Kenneth did admit that he had been angry with Heather, oh his girlfriend, because she was seeing another man. Mm, poor Kenneth. Oh, and that Dude, made him upset. Did you not realize she was? Yeah, exactly. I was upset, he told investigators. I didn't sleep that night. Someone that I cared about, you know, basically stabbing me. Oh, Kenneth, Gary, and Marietta were charged with first-degree murder, conspiracy to kidnap. Yeah. All that shit. Kenneth insisted that nobody was harmed in his house and that he had nothing to do with this murder, these murders. You, all so it's three like murders. plausible deniability. Huh. Yeah. There's three 
suspects and there's three murders. Mm-hmm. Sounds like the goddamn Brady Bunch of a horror show. He said, all I know is when those people left my house, they were vertical. They were fine. Who would say vertical? Um, wouldn't you just say they they left my house? They were vertical. They were upright, standing That's up. That's not a very youper word to say. That's Well, you know what? Marietta had been in the Schoolcraft County Jail for 47 days when she woke up June 16, complaining of stomach pain. Yeah, this is she where was, things go sideways, not vertical. In, <laughs> <laughs> horizontal. Yeah. She was taken to the Schoolcraft Memorial Hospital. And doctors initially thought it was a gallbladder, mm. but she deteriorated quickly. And as the hospital was setting up a med flight to Marquette for her. Of all places. She ended up with an inflamed heart. Yeah, most likely from so many years of drug abuse. And, and she, she passed, passed away, away the, the next, next morning. morning before the helicopter thing comes up. And let us just bring that back around. Who else had an enlarged heart? In our drinking game, who just died, and I'm still crying about. Rest in peace, Taylor Hawkins. Yeah. God fucking damn it. Well, you know, some people do certain things. That, I don't cry over and, famous people dying very nope, often. Nope. That one hurts my soul. So, yeah, she had an inflamed heart, and she actually passed away before they could get her to the next hospital. Now, any statements that she had made about what happened that night at Kenneth's house would be considered inadmissible in the court because they were not said under oath. Right. You can't use somebody's statement if they're dead. You have to swear on that Bible, that fake-ass Bible, in front of a judge. And obviously she can't be cross-examined. I mean, you could try, but, you know. I have a Ouija board behind me. It might work for Obvious reasons, the guys were being held in separate jails. Gary was the two in hours. G- Gary <laughs> is in Schoolcraft Jail, and Kenneth was in Chippewa County. Each guy tried to go for the insanity defense, which in turn granted them a trip to the state's forensic center. <laughs> uh, like, amazingly, the two were trip. sent on the same day, but they weren't. It was not known whether they had crossed paths. I'm sure they crossed paths and winked at each other. Oh, after you hear the rest of the story, I kind of feel like this might be where things happen. Do you see that tree with the Oh, my God. Did you take your medicine? Yes. But look at, we have new things to look at in this house. Do you see the vagina hole in that tree? No. Oh, my God. Do you go out there and. It's a female. Yes. It's like a... I can't lie. Yeah, I put my pee like in it. a thing at the rest area. It, it's a tree hole. Yeah. I, okay, sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. ADD'd out. It kind of feels like they did see each other because three weeks later... Okay, Gary changed his story for the fifth time and, and now said Kenneth was not in the house at the time of the killings and that he and Marietta had committed the murders themselves. Yeah, so coincidentally, after they both went to the psych ward, his story changes again. Mm -hmm. And suddenly Kenneth is 
left out of it. Yeah, Gary. Mm. Yep. So he, Gary says the two women came to the house looking for morphine that he had forced the women into the basement at gunpoint as the boyfriend. Jody waited in the car. Jody sounds like a girl's name, but it's not. It's the sister's boyfriend. You know, it's like Buffy and Jody. We grew up with that kind of shit. He tied the women up and then invited Jody in. In the basement, Jody pulled a small knife. Wait, this doesn't make sense. Jody's already in the basement. Anyways, Mary fucked up on the story. Jody's in the basement. He gets a knife out. Gary just armed him, and then he tied him up. Does that make any sense? Yeah, Jody was the first person to die. Jerry stated in this, in his written statement, I placed a bag over his head and duct taped it around his neck, at which time he told me he couldn't breathe. And I said, oh, no fucking kidding, dummy. He called him a dummy. This he really he called him a dummy. Gary with a double R. Firstly, I kind of sometimes feel like duct tape should be banned. It's involved in a lot of murders. Secondly, oh my god, yeah, what so a should horrible vans. way for <laughs> ban the van, true crime all the time, uh-huh. true crime garage. Also, what a horrible way for young Jody, who's just a boyfriend. Along on the ride with his girlfriend and her sister. Yeah. It's like, you know what it is to have to deal with a mess and give them a ride home. And just know that there's fucking nothing you can do. Nothing. We've done it. We've tried to help people. Yeah. Tried. And it's. Next thing you know. They're fucking dead. Doesn't matter what you say to them. Horrible. He then went upstairs and he strangled Carrie while Marietta choked Heather to death. Can this story get even worse? I don't know. Kenneth came home from work a short time later, once talking to me and finding out that I had killed all three of them and that we need to get rid of them. He is really mad at me, Gary said in his statement. Gary's motive for the triple homicide, his disgust at Heather's theft of the drugs from his dude. His dude, Kenneth. Kenneth. Yeah, so basically Gary's like, you know, he just saw Kenneth in the nut house. Kenneth paid him off, and now Gary's like, I did it because she fucked with my bra. Gary also believed that all three victims were working with undercover drug enforcement agencies. Claimed law enforcement dismissed this shit as ludicrous. What? Luda! Okay, ludicrous also ties into Teslas, and I'm a Tesla tramp. Oh, my God. Firstly, how many undercover drug agencies are in the fucking UP, for Christ's sake? Right, right. Oh, he's he's working with them. Gary went on to explain that the three of them. What the three of them did next. Yeah. Gary said, this is what we did. They loaded up the bodies into Jody's SUV. Then Kenneth drove it to the forest with Gary and Marietta following in Kenneth's car. Is it Marietta? Marietta. I don't know. I pronounce it how I want to. Well, Mary, Mary. I don't, I prefer not to use the Mary thing. We know that they went on to River Road because 
That's the only road up there, apparently. I guess, and that family <laughs> and that family found them on that road. And once they were far enough off the main roads, they stopped. They doused the SUV with gasoline. Kenneth Gary said threw a flare into the car, and it exploded into flames. You, you know, I, I can imagine that explosion because I I put gasoline on the campfire once in a while. I it, it fucking rocks the windows. Hate it. I know when you do that. First, I, know. I hate gasoline. I wish it didn't exist. It stinks. Okay, train off the rails. We're not going there. After this fifth confession from Gary, the prosecutor had to relate the bad news to the families of the deceased. Prosecutor called all of the victim's family members together in early October to say that he didn't think he could make the murder charges stick against Kenneth without Marietta's statement. Oh. Also, due to Gary's new confession, the murder charges against Kenneth were being dropped as he was going to be allowed to plead obstruction of justice and lying to a police officer. Convictions that could have him out of prison in five years or less. In exchange, he was going to testify against Gary. So basically, Kenneth, big drug king, the drug... (laughs) The drug lord of this. The biggest of the douchebags. This tri, this tri the smartest, smartest of the douchebags. Uh, was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to get out of this. Yeah. Turn my back upon Gary. So that's quite a blow. E- even with all the evidence, there was nothing that they could do. The families of the victims were crushed. I can't even freaking imagine. Ugh, like myself who read all these stories, some people, including the victim's families, believe Gary took the fall for Kenneth in exchange for cash. Mm. Or a promise by Kenneth to take care of Gary's elderly mother once Kenneth is released from prison in a few years. You can't trust fucking Kenneth. No. Gary. None of these guys. Gary. Why are you trying to trust Kenneth? They're all douches. Also, there is some evidence that Kenneth or <sighs> someone acting on his behalf got money to Gary after Gary's last confession. It's so obvious. Which exonerated Kenneth. Yeah. All somebody has to do is roll it up and put it up their bum. Yeah. Oh. Oh, thank you. Uh, the prosecutor had heard that Kenneth owed Gary. $6,500, which sounds like nothing. I mean, it's, it was enough to that's a pittance. roll up his bum and make him change his story and go to jail forever. So Kenneth didn't have to. Yeah. 6500 bucks. If I remember the end of the story correctly. That, 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 that'll get you about like three months. <sighs> if you're It'll eating ramen. It'll get you like a couple weeks of Coke. When Kenneth took the stand, the prosecutor asked him about it, and Kenneth was caught off guard by the question. Then he admitted that he owed Gary the money, but was vague, vague about why, saying that Gary had done chores around his house, including landscaping. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. because his yard looked so pristine. Oh, yeah. gorgeous. Kenneth's rural home sits Isn't on a large... Isn't rural the stupidest, hardest word to stay? I know. Stay? Say? So 
So I'll do that again. Okay. Kenneth's rural <laughs> home sits on a large lot, unkempt, with no sign of landscaping at all. Yeah. So nice try there, Kenneth, but there's no landscaping that you... Yeah, but he but he did $6,500 worth of lawn Gary mowing. For. He doesn't have a lawn. But you sit out there and drink beer and masturbate. Oh. You, know, you get paid oh. for that shit. Oh, you oh can? yeah, yeah, dude. What do you think I do all day at work? Hit me up at Michigan Murders <laughs> and Music, and I will fucking live chat the shit. Drink beer and masturbate all day long for you. It's not it, pretty, but I'll do it. So it was also odd because multiple witnesses in the investigation told police that Gary, unemployed, often owed money to Kenneth, an unemployed homeowner, and not the other way around. Yeah. I'm confused. Can we read that again? So. Can you put it in so drunk suppose, people's Supposedly words? Kenneth owed Gary money, but yeah. But Gary's they said. The one that really owed. Owed Kenneth, Kenneth money. Yes. Oh, I thought Kenneth is supposed to be the big dick in this party. Oh, he's no, there's not. bigger dicks. He's they're, a little dick because he dicks. owns no, Kenneth the is, little dick money. Oh, my God. Miraculously, Gary had managed to pay this debt to Kenneth off while he was in jail. Weeks later. You know what? What? Because Kenneth gave Gary that money when they were up in the cuckoo house getting cuckoo checked. For For Cocoa Puffs. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Cocoa Puffs are You know what? Really good. Do you ever wish you could get committed to an asylum? No. At least for a minute. I mean... Kinda. If there's Dilaudin. Just kind of. So you could just relax for a minute. Actually, if there was Dilaudin and I could I don't just know about that. have a. I just want to sleep. No, Dilaudin's the best, dude. You like are sleeping, but you're not. Oh. And you can just people watch all the crazy fucks around you. That would be amazing. I would love to be. <gasps> Like, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, but I'm the sane one. (laughs) Which, that's just impossible. Okay, let's go on. Weeks later in court, when he would plead guilty to the three murders, prosecutors asked if Kennethist Kennethist? still owed him money. Gary replied with, nope. Not anymore. Not anymore. Excuse me, you guys have both been in jail. How? Yeah, prosecutor Wait, said, "How? What did Mister Brunke Brunk owe your money for? Brunke, for what did he owe your money?" Oh, Gary for... responded, "I don't think that's any y'all's business." <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is what they sound like in the UP. <laughs> he then, said, "Hey, dear guy, that's none of your business, and tell your folks I says hi." And, Alrighty. And and then he said, you know, in the truest of old Western movies, he said, one man shall die so that another may live. That's fucking great. Really? Come on, that's kind of great. I don't think he should give up his life for douchebag Kenneth. Well, you know. Just saying. Maybe he sucked a mean cock. I don't know. Oh, well, Kenneth went to court on January 21st. And he would be sentenced to prison on... On a lesser felony, yeah. Lesser fucking felonies. This 
is some Still felonies, but, you know, smaller ones. Oh, just like his dick. Yeah. A little tinier. A little tuna can According to his testimony, (laughs) the chode. I'm sorry. Can you not just envision a tuna can penis right now? Okay. According to his testimony, he arrived home that day to find Gary and Marietta in his home with the three dead bodies. Wait, who showed up where with what dead bodies? Uh, It had to be Kenneth. So, Kenneth Kenneth said he was in fear of his life and helped dispose of the bodies in the woods. When asked by the prosecutor why he had lied to the police, he said, because I thought I could get away with it. You know, (laughs) at at that point. I know. I'm really sorry. The the way you said it. It's ridiculous. He's like, I'm one of, you know, a couple people in this town. And I thought I could get away. The prosecutor then asked, did you think you had done something criminal at that point? And Kenneth said, I don't know, but I wanted nothing to do with what had happened. Oh, Kenneth, Kenneth, Kenneth. Once you facing, were, hey. Yes. Excuse me, sir. I'm talking. Her Highness is talking. Yeah, like this. Oh, Once facing life in prison. <laughs> you can't do that. You will likely do less than five years under sentencing guidelines. In actuality. Do you feel that <coughs> high off of <coughs> Why'd you just do that? <coughs> Don't do that again. <laughs> in actuality, Kenneth Brunk. Brunke. It's Brunke. It's Kenneth Brunke. 47 years old. Who was sentenced in 11th Judicial Circuit Court after entering a no contest plea to one count of controlled substances delivery and manufacturing. One count of conspiracy of... What is conspiracy of controlled substances? I don't know, but you smoke smoke weed and you turn Irish all of a sudden. Yeah, I got all lucky Irish in my pants. So, one count of conspiracy, controlled substance, (laughs) delivery, manufacture, and one count of controlled substance, delivery, manufacture, less, and lying during an investigation, not murder. That was pretty good. You know... I'm we, okay, you, you blew guys, it at me. I don't know what what that basically, shit is. Basically, this is what ended up happening. Three people died. It was fucking ridiculously horrible. And it's all because these three dick fucks. Dick fuck is too nice of a word. I had a good dick fuck the other night. And it was great. Who did it? I did it myself. Oh, okay. <sighs> These guys all got sentenced, but basically Kenneth Brunk, he got less sentencing, right? Well, Kenneth's earliest release date is January 1st, 2034. Mm. Sounds like forever from now, but probably isn't. His maximum release date is April 26th, 2005. Yeah, that's quite a ways off. These numbers are funny to me. May, May 8th, 2015. 
Marietta Carlson, 28 years old, was arraigned in 93rd District Court on one count of open murder, one count of conspiracy to commit murder, three counts of felony murder, and three counts of unlawful imprisonment in connection with a triple homicide in which three victims were discovered in an incinerated vehicle. You guys might be paying more attention than I am. But if you recall, Marietta died earlier in the story. Yeah. She died just after she was in jail for like 45 days. But for some reason, there's still record of her being charged. Sure. How are you going to charge a corpse? Well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we already decided that you can't do that. I'm reading this book called Stiff by Mary Roach, and it's all about corpses. They say nothing about being able to be charged as a corpse. Marietta Carlson would pass away on June 16th, 2015, and not have to live out her sentencing. Gary Cordell. With one R this time. For, shut up. God damn it. You're going <laughs> to... You motherfucking... Is this empty? God, I don't, I don't want to do this in the new house, but you know what? We're redoing the carpets. Ow! Nice shot. It's, tri- <laughs> it's tripping from here. <laughs> From your beard that you haven't shaved in five months. You guys, Gary. (laughs) The next story might be just from Boo about me. Gary Cordell, would you take a hit of weed or something? Jesus, we have two more points. Would you like me to get Mr. Nutters and send him after you? that shit back on. Well, fortunately, I, I, I keep my feathers numbered just in case such an emergency and I am back. Had a nice napkin, job there, a nice fog, rag, and I fixed myself. Leg Gary Cordell, 46, oh. was also arraigned on three counts of open murder. Moida! Three counts of conspiracy to commit murder. Three counts of felony murder. And three (laughs) counts of unlawful imprisonment. Damn. Michigan Attorney General Bill Schutte. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm a fuck. Bill Schutte released a A statement following Kenneth Sutton's thing. Michigan Attorney General Bill Shuddy Shuddy released a statement following Kenneth's sentencing, and this is what he said. Mr. Brunke's drug crimes were very serious, and his sentence today reflects that. While no prison sentence will undo what happened in 2015, I hope this sentence provides some sense of closure to the local community and serves as a reminder that criminal activities come with consequences. Well, guess what? Senator, is that the senator that said that? Bill Schutte. 
It is now 2022, and I can tell you that drugs are still extremely prevalent in the UP. I think it's moved to meth Mm. now. It hasn't gone away. It hasn't. It's really horrible that... Your Highness. Everybody died in the way that they did. Oh, it's horrible. Man, I feel horrible for the families. Just, ugh. Ugh. Can we do something? End this with a happy ending. Please. This is... This is how it ends. No, it does not, boo. (laughs) It ends when I have the shovel in my goddamn hand. This is how it ends. This is how I do it. So, can we end this with a happy ending? Can we tell people how how we... Learn about this happy ending. We went to a punk show last oh weekend. Oh my god, we finally got to see live. It music. was actually at this point two weeks ago. Actually, <gasps> about am, nine nine days ago. I am still skating on heaven's door. It was we saw oh, the bitters. Yeah, they're fucking. You guys have heard the bitters. Yeah, if you haven't, they have. go back and listen to them. So we saw a band called Harry Queen. <laughs> Harry Queen. They. Are the best. Harry yep. Queen resigns. Harry, resigns? Harry Queen reigns from Detroit. They are a Detroit punk band. Slash a little bit heavy metal. It's They're punk. It's featuring Ali on drums. Brian on the bass. Ryan. Scott on guitar. And Todd on vocals. We <laughs> kind of half picked this title, this song, just because of the title. I can't lie. It's called Bad Viagra Trip. It's yep. a good song, too. It's a great song. Here's Harry Queen, Bad Viagra Trip. Rip it up, guys. Peace out.
Thank you for choosing Michigan Murders and Music. Please rate the show wherever you listen. Michigan Murders and Music is produced by The Boots. Episodes are researched and written by Your Highness. Edited by Your Highness. Views and opinions are the sole stupidity of us and us alone. Don't blame others, please. Listening to this podcast could quite possibly cause major problems to your earballs and definitely will mess up your kids. Permission has been given to us by the bands and we purchase our music on Bandcamp.com. Support your local music scene and all local music scenes.